Is this shit fucking recording? Okay. Um. Hey guys, it's uh, Jaden Gear, professionally known as Simon Vertigo. I am bringing back the night podcast. It's probably been over a fucking year now or some shit. It's been a minute. But uh, what we're going to do is we're going to pull this random record I took from um, Rasputin's free section outside and listen to Roger Williams' Songs of the Fabulous 50s, Part 1, a cap recording. So uh, I'm just going to update you guys on what the fuck I've been doing and where I'm in life and shit like that. And we're going to start bringing back uh, other people and shit. If you can hear my, my washer in the back, that's because I'm washing some fucking clothes. All right. um, Let's get her done. Shit, no, fucking better not be trash. Alright, so where the fuck have I been? Well, if you follow me on other platforms on social media, like the uh, Instagram, Twitter, or the uh, Snapchat... Um, y'all would know that I moved to LA for like a fucking year. I was living in Hollywood. I went to Musicians Institute for this independent artist program bullshit. Um, lived right in West Hollywood, so I saw the uh, the ass cracks, the crack. I saw the druggies. Fucking made friends with strippers. I fucking seen some wild shit, man. Hollywood's fucking crazy. LA is fucking crazy. I fucking hate that city. If you're not a local from L.A., bro, I, I don't recommend living there. Unless you're going there for strictly business, because that shit was fucking ridiculous. Uh, I finished my first album, Cowboy. If you've been following me for this this uh, period of time, I appreciate you. But, um, yeah, my uh, I, I would consider my first mixtape, Musty Crusty. That shit is nowhere to be found on the internet. Thank God, you can find a music video from that era on the internet, but fuck that. Then I released the JGEP, then I released um, Jubilant, which is my uh, my more polished mixtape, um, when I was like a sophomore in high school, like, uh, early 2016. Um, then I released Kid Blossom Road in 2017 that summer. Also, I also released the um, Rewind Beat Tape in 2016 that summer. 2017 I released uh, Kid Blossom Road and then I didn't release another project until 2019 which is my debut album Cowboy which was uh, recorded in about six months seven months but the instrumentals and shit were, um, were all over the place some shit I made a while ago probably like when I was like 18 17 other shit I made right when I was living in Hollywood I learned how to mix master all that shit myself because, yeah, yeah, you can take a class on it, but it doesn't truly click until you do it yourself, and it's fucking ridiculous. But, um, so, yeah, I know how to do that. Um, if you know me, I do everything myself. Uh, I have new videos, new YouTube channel for my new stage name. I decided to leave the Jaden Gear stage name because it's my legal birth name. And it just, I don't know, it didn't feel right. I'm not saying I'm not going to release anything under Jaden Gear ever again. I will. Eventually, I'm going to have to retire the Simon Vertigo alias, I feel like. Um, it's just... I, it just didn't fit. Like, 
I hate I hated going on stage and people knowing my fucking name. It was weird. Like if you know me personally, call me by my name. But if you're like a fan or whatever, just call me Simon Vertigo. It's weird. Uh, my favorite film is uh, Vertigo by Alfred Hitchcock. I don't know why. It's so beautiful. It takes place in San Francisco, like the 1950s, and it just it, oh, the score on that shit is amazing. Um, so. I took the word vertigo and I was like, what is the whitest name I can think of? I just put Simon in front of it. So Simon Vertigo was born. I was like, oh shit, this is dope. And I asked Brian from uh, Blue Sun, Juno's Rocket. I asked him, hey, what do you think of Simon Vertigo? And he was like, yes. And I was like, all right. <laughs> so that's how I got the stage name. It's cool. Within the last year, I think I've grown a, a solid fan base. It's sick. I didn't really think people were going to fuck with uh, the album. And when I was living in Hollywood, I, like, lost my fucking mind. Like, I had three, like, anxiety attacks. I've never had anxiety before. But that whole winter, bro, because I moved from San Jose. I moved from the Bay Area all the way to Hollywood. And, like, all my friends were back up here. And fucking, it was winter. And, like, it was, like, the worst winter of L.A., I guess they said, because it was raining. And it was just fucking cold, which I guess is out of the norm. And, like, I was just surrounded by a whole bunch of fucking buildings and people and cars and it's just like bro no one's supposed to live like that like it's so bad like i don't understand how you can want to live in a metropolitan city it's fucking disgusting there's fucking drugs everywhere there's fucking homeless people everywhere it's fucking sad like it's a fucking armpit and motherfuckers are so blinded by what the fuck's going on and so caught up in their own lives and shit it's ridiculous it's fucking sad but through that i got to meet my friend caleb um, we happen to have a few classes together. He's from Simi Valley, a.k.a. Mel Nixon. We have one single together called Asshole. Shout out, Caleb. You the hum, you the truth. So, yeah, I met Caleb. And the first day we, the first day I met Caleb, we went to the fucking strip club for the first time. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. The first time we went to the strip club, the reason why we went is because I had free, uh, free admission tickets by some drug dealer I met through some other friends. It was fucking ridiculous. Like... It's ridiculous. I met I met the I met the drug dealer through this dude named Cody Clovis. Cody's here in this, bro. What's up? It's been a minute, but um, he knew some dude named Monster. Monster gave us some fucking tickets to yeah, I know Monster with the with the Z Monsters gave us some tickets. He gave me like thirty tickets to the strip club. Met my fucking Caleb like first day of class, and we just hit it off. We were best friends like from the day we met. We were walking around facts and shit, and then as we're walking back to Hollywood, I was like, hey, yo, I got some free tickets to the strip club. This other dude with us, his name was Chris, but I don't know what happened to Chris. He's like from Thailand or some shit, he could barely speak English. But Caleb was like, what? You don't have tickets to the strip club. I pulled that shit out of my motherfucking wallet. Next thing you know, we in the strip club. We got bitches with their asses out, titties out, shaking that shit. And, you know, it was an 18 and up club, so we couldn't drink alcohol or nothing like that, so... This motherfucker gave us mugs. I think Caleb got like Pepsi or like Coke or fucking Sprite or some shit. And I got orange juice and they gave us ice, bro. We were just like in the strip club with fucking orange juice and a mug and Sprite in a mug with ice. Just posted chilling. That shit was hella funny, bro. Holy fuck. That was, that was hilarious. Yeah, bro. It was just vibing. <laughs> that was the first day me and Caleb like officially met. And it was like fucking hilarious then i met stan we met stan in our keyboard essentials class 
Stan is this fucking white boy that just be fucking bitches. Shout out Stan, you the truth. But Stan, I think he played like I'm different on the keyboard and we just fucking lost our mind. Either that or Mo, no, he played Mo Bamba by Sheck West. <laughs> like, damn, Stan's hella tight. Stan, like, Stan also lived in Hollywood because he moved from um, Huntington Beach for school. So we were all there for the same program. He moved from Huntington Beach and he was like, uh, like basically on the strip of Sunset or where was it? Um, fuck, what was it called? It's like, the, I forgot the name of the street, but it's like, it intersects from Sunset. It's like near the fucking Chick-fil-A. If you're from Hollywood or you're from LA, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. It's that one strip going down from Hollywood and it intersects with uh, Sunset. Anyways, he lived there. I lived on Wilcox and that's like not even... What, probably like a mile or a quarter? No, not a quarter mile. It was probably like a mile away, if that, from Stan's house. So I used to see him a lot. And because Caleb was in Simi Valley, bro, he had to drive to, to school oh, fucking like every day. I know he was not fucking with that. <laughs> Shout out, Caleb. Shout out, Stan. Um, Now... You know I've had Juno's Rocket on this podcast. And he was the he was the first episode of season one. I met Juno, aka uh, Brian, professionally known as Juno. I met Brian two years ago at No Chill, and you you also know who hosted the No Chill uh, events. That was William Nguyen. He also moved to Long Beach uh, like a couple months ago this year. Uh, shout out William, um, Brian. And Dylan, I met them two years ago. Fucking, they like my energy. I love their energy. We just headed off from there. We were friends, I guess, but like not really. So we like talk here and there. And they're from the IE, the Inland Empire. And there ain't shit out there but fucking blue collar jobs. And that shit is trash, my nigga. But when I told them, I was like, hey, I'm moving to LA. Like we should link up or whatever. Um, this was when they were finishing up their still time. And we like, the first time we hung out was on Melrose and Brian had his green car. And we just, you know, it was kind of awkward at first. You know, you're trying to get to know each other, but we knew we, we fucked with each other. It was just really goofy. Like, like the last two years before I moved to LA in 2018, we'd be on social media. We'd fucking, we had each other's numbers. We'd talk and FaceTime here and there, but it wasn't as it is now where I FaceTime them like almost every other day. Like, cause we just started, we just started fucking around. Like we just started getting so comfortable with each other. And, um, what happened? Oh, uh, because my school had a school, uh, had a free studio for the independent artists. Like I could invite anybody who I wanted to, to the studio. And these motherfuckers told me they were paying $80, like for one studio session, which is not, not bad, but like, like, niggas is broke. So I was like, bro, fuck that. I was like, while I'm in LA, I was like, you're never paying for studio time ever again. So I would block up my studio time because you can only do three sessions a week and they're in two hour increments. So you're actually getting like six hours or whatever. Um, I would I would save all my studio time for like a Saturday night and we'd, we'd go in from like eight at night and then be done by like two in the morning. And I would I would write down their names and you have to like tell the, the security guard like two days in advance, like who's coming up to bring their IDs and shit to get these passes. So they record, we were, I invited Stan and Caleb cause I mean, they're fucking, they have um, school ID so they can just go to the studio if they wanted to. But Dylan Bryan had to be um, 
welcomed in with passes and shit. So we recorded uh, Todavia Haiti Yimpo at the school studio. And I think Brian mixed and mastered that one. And that was when he started just doing his own shit. And I don't think he's ever paid for studio time uh, since. But let me turn this shit down, my nigga, down. But yeah, he, uh, he, it was just the vibes that night was crazy. And it's probably, you can see it on the Bleach Sun vlog. And then um, one day, Stan, Caleb, Dylan, Brian, and I, we went to Mount Baldy. And that's where they from. Mount Baldy is where is near the Inland Empire, Ontario, or California, wherever the fuck. Stan drove us out there. We picked up Dylan O'Brien. We ate. And we're heading up to the mountains. And this is how the song Bet was created. Now, check this out. So me, Caleb, and Brian, we're in the back of the truck. Stan is driving, and Dylan's in the front. And Brian's like, hey, can I put a beat on? I made this beat. It's really sick. He puts on this beat, and it's the Bet instrumental. And we're like freestyling, whatever, fucking around. And but Caleb's fucking skinny skimp ass thigh is like all over my thigh and i look at this motherfucker and i go hey can you get your fucking thigh off my thigh and this motherfucker goes oh oh bet and i was like yeah bet and then brian looked at me and was like bet and we looked at each other we just started screaming bet 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 and then that's literally how the hook of bet was fucking created the reason why Caleb's not on the fucking song is because that bitch-ass nigga didn't show up to the fucking school studio, you fucking dick shit. Like, I literally cut my verse. That's why my verse on bed is so short. I cut my verse because he was supposed to be at the school studio and he was supposed to fucking rap. So my shit only lasts, like, what, fucking eight bars, my nigga? Fucked up. It's fucked up. Fuck you, Caleb. So we're at the school studio, like, this is probably, like, what, maybe a week later or whatever. We're at, the stu- we're at the school studio, and me, Dylan, Brian, we're just screaming and bet into the microphone, like, all at once while I was recording, and that became the hook, and then I had the, I walk, 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 and I go, and I get it, and Mel got the clips. I say, Mel got the clips, and I say, Stan got your bitch, because I expected both of them to be there, and Stan did show up, like, fucking two hours later. He showed up while we already recorded our verses and whatnot, and we had, like, a little um, vending machine in, like, a food spot downstairs from the school. And me, Dylan, and Brian were like, hey, we're going to go eat. You stay in the school studio and you fucking write your verse or rap something or whatever. We're like, we'll be back. We cut, we go down. We come back like 10 minutes later. And he's like, uh, yeah, I don't, I didn't really have nothing to write. So I just added this little bridge. You can take it off if you wanted to. And it was the, I don't love no bitch. I love myself. And we lost our shit. We were like, this is the fucking craziest song we've ever made. Like this shit is fucking ridiculous. It, it went so hard. We recorded that shit. I think Dylan and Brian, I think, no, I think Brian mixed it and mastered it in like fucking a day and a half. The next thing you know, two days later, the song came out. Rest is history. Oh, we also, um, the day we recorded that song, we were fucking. Somebody at my door? Brian answering that shit. The day we uh, recorded it, it went fucking insane. We recorded it off of uh, our iPhones. I think we recorded it off of Brian's iPhone 8. And after we recorded it, we recorded the uh, music video for it on our phones, bro. It was fucking insane. Like right there, like right then and there in the studio, we recorded it. She was fucking beautiful. <laughs> I fucking miss those guys so much. They'll be back soon. I'll be back soon. Shout out Dylan, Brian, Stan, and Caleb, man. That was ridiculous.
And then we also recorded the body scan video outside the school. That's a whole nother story in itself. Like, and another podcast. I'll do other podcasts with Dylan and Brian, and I'll explain. I'll explain where <laughs> all our verses came from. But that's a whole nother story. Because if you don't know the story behind it, the verses don't make sense. So they decided to make this No More Room in Hell album. And it's literally just dark ass trap beats. And we recorded like fucking most of it at my school studio and the other half of it at Caleb's house. Cause Caleb is a, he has expensive ass equipment and he makes and matches his own shit. Caleb also released an album this year uh, called Hunter Heroes 3 with him and his boy Miles. They uh, collect this duo called Hunter Clan. Shout out Hunter Clan, but they made they shit. That shit goes fucking insane. Um, and all this, we're all making music at the same time. I also was working on Cowboy and Cowboys. I imagine me on a horse in a in a desert, just trying to like figure out this adulthood shit. Like I felt like a lone wolf, lone cowboy on my own trip. Shout out T. <laughs> but I wanted Cowboy to kind of be my wolf in this next album. <laughs> that I'm working on is gonna be insane. I can't give too much details, but it'll be dope. But yeah, Cowboy was really special to me because it was the inside of my mind, like making, like I'm trying to make sure I'm making all these right choices. My friends, I haven't seen my friends in forever. Like, are we still friends? Like, am I am I doing this right? I'm lonely. Then manifestation, and that's. Um, that song was written about everything I accomplished, like, to get out there. Like, how I met Tyler. Fuck. That was, like, one of the craziest days of my life when I met Tyler, the creator. And we ran into each other, like, fucking four more times after that. And I went to Flognaw that year, too, for the F. Shout out Marcus. He had that ticket for me. But, um, like, just me getting to L.A. was manifestation because I didn't know how I was going to get there. Like, there's a video of me performing, I think, one of my first songs I ever released on streaming platforms, Moon. I'm performing it. I'm performing that on my senior prom, and this is right after I broke my wrist and shit. So I have like the brace on and shit, and I'm like rapping. And at some point, the song ends. I don't know if the video is on my Twitter or whatever, but I'm like, I'm, I'm like, fuck all this shit. I'm moving to Los Angeles. Um, going to music school, this and that. I'm gonna live my dreams or whatever. And at that time, it was like April, and mind you, I hadn't had no money for a dorm room. I didn't know where I was gonna stay at. I didn't even know I was going to school out there. I was just like, I'm going to Los Angeles. Fortunately, my late uh, grandfather had enough money to send me and my brother both to college. He said, you can go to any school. We, we could go to any school we wanted to. I chose Mises Institute because it felt it, uh, it felt right if it had what I wanted. I didn't want to go to these fucking classes that had nothing to do with what the fuck I wanted to do. If it wasn't artistic, bro, if it wasn't like a film school or some shit, even then I still think uh, the fucking school is a ripoff. Fucking MI. Like, a lot of this shit, you could have just taught yourself, but I guess that's how they get you. Um, but a lot of shit came, a lot of good shit came out of that. So I ended up um, figuring all that shit out, and we, I moved out in September of 2018. Got there, did all that shit, and I was like, okay, cool. I didn't even realize manifestation was such a crazy thing. People, because people use it so loosely, but um, there's there's a book called As a Man Thinketh. I forgot who it's by, but As a Man Thinketh. And there's a quote in there and it says, man is what he's attracted to. Man is what he's attracted to. And, you know, you can't question reality a lot of the times because even our own reality doesn't make any sense. So there's a lot of things you can't explain. But if you really set your mind to something, 
you have a goal and you work towards it i feel like nine times out of ten that shit is completely feasible and it's like the weirdest shit ever but the day i met t uh i was meeting up with cody clovis also known as jeremiah i was meeting with jeremiah and um his friend perry and we also became friends and we we're gonna have a photo shoot beside my camera and i was like okay let's meet on facts let's meet in front of the golf store and the golf store is on fairfax if you don't know motherfuckers really just don't be knowing and I'm waiting for him. I wasn't even going to go inside that day. I was waiting for him. And this kid comes up to me and he's like, hey, is he in there? I was like, who, T? He's like, yeah. And I was like, I don't know. Go fucking check. Like, I don't know. They go up to the window. They put their dirty ass hands on the glass and shit. I know T probably hates that shit. But he's like, look. like they're like looking in. They start screaming. And there's some girls online. They look over and it's like they just start fucking like wailing. And I was like, oh, shit, he's there. So I call my boys. I'm like, hey, yo, he's in there, bro. Like, hurry up. So my boys get there, we get in a line and shit. We walk in and <laughs> I'm like fucking nervous. I was like, oh shit, this nigga is right in front of me. Perry and Jeremiah, they're like standing in front of him and shit. And I'm like looking at the hoodies and whatnot and fucking t-shirts and Jeremiah kind of like motioned me for like, nigga, look, like, come on. I was like, okay, huh. okay, I'm gonna go over. We go over there, <laughs> we go over there. And we're in a circle, and T's pulling up something on his phone, because I guess, uh... Oh, 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 yeah. I also gave Perry my jacket, because he had this donut shirt that I had, like a button-up. It wasn't a, it wasn't an odd future one, it was just a donut button-up. And he was like, I don't look stupid, and I'll wear your jacket. So he's wearing my lucky jacket, my lucky coat. Um, and Jeremiah's wearing, like, a bucket hat or some shit. And he's like, oh, I want to show you guys uh, who you remind me of. There's this photo. And he pulls up this photo that looks like, um these two black dudes and they're wearing like the same fucking outfit like that perry and fucking jeremiah were in like the bucket hat and like the coat and i was like oh shit what the fuck this is cool and um i uh i forgot what else happened oh oh yeah um he uh tyler is a weird ass mother that nigga crazy but uh jeremiah asked him what he ate that day and then T was like, oh, I ate some burgers in the back of this nigga's house. And I was like, what the fuck? That sucks. I was like, you just eat burgers in the back of random niggas' houses? And he looked at me and he goes, do you eat burgers at your house? And I was like, yeah. He's like, then your size. And I was like, what? Like, I was like thinking about it. I was like, nigga, no. Like, I'm not fucking sus. That doesn't make any sense. And he just started laughing. He was like, ha, ha, ha. You niggas are crazy. And he like pulled out his phone. I think he was like taking photos of like a video or some shit. But, uh... <laughs> That nigga T is wild. Um, I, I, dude, I got to tell him like, hey, you, you mean so much to me. Like, I was like, hey, I just want to say thank you. Like, you were a big part of my teenagehood. You, um, I started listening to you like when Wolf came out. Like, I always knew who he was. Like, I used to watch Lord of Squad. I thought that shit was funny. I used to um, fuck with, um, I think some of their music videos. Like, I will watch them here and there, but didn't really like fully grasp who they were. Um. But he, uh, yeah, when I first heard Wolf, those chords drew me in. I told him, I was like, those those chords drew me in. You got me. And I was 13 when Wolf came out. And he looked at me, and he seemed like uh, we were, like, connected. Like, he looked in my eyes, and he was like, you were 13 when Wolf came out? I was 21. That's fucking crazy. And I was like, yeah, I know. Like, that's fucking insane. It's just being able to talk to my hero was such a amazing feeling, like, this man I've been listening to since I was 13 at the time I met him I was 18 
It's like, damn, dude, like five years, finally. Like, I've been dreaming of this day forever. And we talked for like a good 20 minutes. Uh, man, and he, he like asked where we're from and shit. He's like, I, I know you're, you're not from here because of your silhouettes. I can tell by your silhouettes. And Jeremiah kind of asked him like, well, what do you mean silhouettes? He's like, well, like the way you're dressed, like you're like this nigga wearing a coat and it's in fucking Los Angeles. And so I was like, oh, he's from Texas, pointed at uh, Perry. And I was like, he's from Chicago, pointed at Jeremiah. And I was like, and I'm from San Jose, California. He's like, oh, okay, cool. And he like asked what we were out here doing. I told him I was going to music school. And I'm like, I make shit here and there. Kept it really brief because, you know, when you're in L.A., you know, just keep it simple. Don't fucking try to do too much. I had to learn that the hard way. I met like Earl and Nakel Smith. Not I really met, but I was in a car with Stan. That's a whole nother fucking story. I'll, I'll talk about that when he's on here. But uh, yeah, I went to go buy a hat, and this nigga T's like talking to like uh, Jeremiah and Perry, and I was like, hey, I was like, which hat should I get? It's either like the brown one or the um, like the lime green one. I was like, which hat should I get, T? And he's like, I don't know. That sounds like a you problem to me. And I was like, what? Like, just help me out. I was like, the brown or the green one's like. Nigga, I can't help you with that. And I was like, all right. So I grabbed the brown one, and I'm getting rung up by uh, like one of those white boy workers. Is like, he's cool. He's cool. Like I forgot he had blonde hair. I think like dyed blonde hair, bleach blonde hair. And I'm ringing up my shirt, and all I hear is, I don't know what a sharpie is. And this nigga T just throws a sharpie, and it like flies across my face, hits the wall, and I like look over. I was like, what the fuck? And he just starts laughing, and he tells his worker, like, hey, hand me the sharpie. Worker throws him the sharpie. And he's asking Perry, like, where do you want me to sign the jacket? I guess Perry was asking for T to sign my jacket. And I didn't even ask him to to, to sign. I didn't even want, I just wanted to talk to the man. And he was like, um, oh, this isn't, he's like, where should I sign on your jacket? And Perry's like, oh, this isn't my jacket. And I walk over and he's like, oh, whose jacket is it then? I was like, it's my jacket. And he like kind of swerves his head over, looks at me. He's like, this is your jacket. This is a cool looking jacket. I don't want to fuck it up. Where do you want me to sign? And I was like, nah, bro. Like, I was like, you can sign anywhere. I was like, you don't have to sign. If you don't, you don't have to sign at all. And he was like, nigga, this is a cool looking jacket. Where do you want me to sign? Because <laughs> I don't want to fuck this up. I was like, the inside is cool. And he just writes his name on the inside of my jacket, my lucky jacket. And Jeremiah gets on his head. He's like, bro, it looks like a fucking kindergartner wrote that shit. He's like, nobody's gonna believe you wrote that shit. And he's like, hey man, that's my signature. I don't know what you what you want me to say. I don't know what you want me to tell you. It was hella footy, but yeah, he signed my jacket. I put that bitch on. Um, talked for a little longer, but eventually the security guy's like, "Hey, you guys gotta get out. Like, more people need to come in." I'm like, oh, okay, for sure. And you know, he daps up. He daps us up. He like, he gave us a handshake. That was the only time T ever gave me a handshake. All those other times I met him, I ran into him. It's always been strictly fist bump, but it was ever. But. Uh, I remember I went to flog and I my boy Marcus later that year because he was like, I, I have another, another ticket I need someone to go with. And he's like, I know you out there. So we went out there. And this is 2018 flog and uh, Tyler stopped the show. And he was like, hey, there's somebody in this crowd who makes beats or makes whatever, does cool shit. You can probably find the, the video on his YouTube. But he's like, um, he's like, and I shook your fucking hand. And like, I kind of like looked up and I was like, what the fuck? Um, he's like, I shook your fucking hand. He's like, in the next, like, five to six years, you're going to be my competition, and you're going to scare me. I was like, what the fuck? Because all I ever got in my fucking life was, oh, you remind me of Tyler Creator. You remind me? Hey, bro. It's Tyler Creator. It's like, it's not fucking funny, you dumb bitch. Like, I've granted, like, a lot of my musical influences from him. 
um, I get my inspiration from a lot of shit, or I get a lot of influence from a lot of people. Yeah, Tyler's one of them, but yeah, I don't know. Like even before I even was like really like fucking with him heavy, and he became like my favorite person in the world. I was always compared to him just because like I'm hyper, like with my boys, or I just be saying shit, like. I was just a goober, bro. Like, I don't do drugs. I don't smoke. I don't drink. I'm completely sober. My entire life, I've been sober. I just... There was no need for me to do anything. And, you know, as a 13-year-old, you're kind of stuck because a lot of... That's a lot of... When, like, kids started getting into shit, they started doing reckless shit, trying alcohol for the first time, doing drugs. He was the first person to be like, hey, nigga, you don't got to do none of that shit and still be fucking fire." Just do it all. Do whatever you want. Be the best you you can be. And that's what Wolf is to me. Wolf is something completely different. It's it that and because the internet by Childish Gambino, you know, that shit came out the same year. We had a good year in music. Both those albums came out. I bought both of them on iTunes when I was thirteen. Never looked back. Those motherfuckers shaped me. But I ran into T again. Uh, like two, like a couple weeks after the first time I met him. It was like a new golf drop or whatever. And I was looking at the hats and um, he like opened up the screen, like the uh, employee door and he's like looking out and he, like locked eyes with me, like my heart sunk. And he like walked around, he's just hovering over me. I'm like bend down, I'm like bending down, looking at the hats and I like look up and he's just staring at me, like smiles. He puts his hand out, fist bumps me. I was like, hey T, what's up? And he just smiled, he's like, hey, how are you? And he like kind of like, like swerves out it was weird and then like Lionel just fall behind him just shaking his head I was like what the fuck uh, Dylan ran into him Dylan from Blue Sun ran into him too when he was at he was on Fax he was in the golf store and he brought him up to um he brought him he brought me up to T I was like hey so like you know my boy Jaden right and he's like Jaden like I need details he's like he wore brown slacks he was wearing Converse and you signed his jacket and he's like, oh, Jaden? Yeah, that nigga Jaden. That nigga's a nigga for sure. And I was like, whoa, that's cool. So he knows my name. He knows my face. I, I ran into him a couple times. Me and uh, Caleb ran into him one time. And Caleb didn't know what to fucking say. We are on facts. And Caleb was doing some dumb shit. And I was, like, recording him. And I was laughing. And then, like, T walked by. And I was like, oh, what's up, T? I was like, what's up, baby boy Tyler? And I, like, fist bumped him. And then Caleb kind of looked over. And he's like, hey, how are you? And I think he went to go get some pizza or some shit. I don't know what he was doing. But I was like, yeah. That's T. That was the first time Kayla ran into it. And he was just like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> oh, man. Um, so yeah, I made manifest about that song because a lot of shit that I wanted, I attained by just writing it down and working towards it. So it was cool. It was really cool. Bro, uh, we recorded Bet and Manifest the same day. Had Dylan and Brian just freestyle for like four minutes on the song, and I cut the I cut up some of the the vocal samples, and I and I made manifest. Oh, that shit's me. Oh, but uh, Brian added a snare on the two and the four because like the the snaps weren't doing it, and he just like added the the, the snare for me. That's like the only thing he did. Like even then, I saw him mix that shit, master it. But shout out Brian for adding the snare on the two and the four manifest. That's the only contribution, I guess. Um. Uh, also, Caleb mastered, mixed and mastered uh, Ivory off of Cowboy. That's the only song he mixed and mastered. Just because I needed it as a single. So I just used the same single that I released to put on the full album. 
So, yeah, like two contributions. But other than that, everything else is me. Um, sequencing all that shit, promo, uh, music videos were shot on our iPhones. Brian, a lot of them were shot by Brian, Dylan, or Kayla. We like switch off. I edit them. I upload them. Sick. Um, Cowboy, I decided to release that on Juneteenth, 2019. So it's been like six months now. Um, I'm like a, I'm getting like a lot of local traction. We just had a show in SF like a week ago, about to be a week ago. Um, with Malcolm Castle, tracksuit, however you know him down now. Like, however you know him by now, he, the boy, Boy Weapon, aka Space, Secret Space Program, that's what they used to be called, Boy Weapon. Shout out Harry, shout out Dio, shout out Tenzies, shout out Joe, shout out uh, Mark. Um, fucking, <sighs> yep, album's out, working on my second one, working on a lot of cool shit, I'm back in San Jose, back in the Bay, um, doing a lot of photo shoots with my girl Mally, just a homie, doing a lot of shit with the boy Justin, he just made his first uh, clothing line. It's It's been ridiculous. I'm glad to be back, but this is a short little update. This is a Night Podcast Season 2, and uh, yeah, I'm going to interview or have some more podcasts with other people where we just talk shit, talk our shit. Um, yep, follow me on Twitter, I guess, or Instagram at Simon Vertigo, S-I-M-O-N-V-E-R-T-U-G-O. It's not to go, it's to go, like Vertigo to go um yeah dude uh subscribe to me on youtube same shit simon vertigo shout out the boys bleed sun shout out uh mel nixon m-e-l-n-i-c-k-s-o-n mel nixon that's caleb shout out bleed sun shout out stanley powers shout out uh all the boys boy weapon shout out everybody uh, fuck. Yeah, that's it. I guess I see you guys on the next one. Whatever the fuck that might be. Later.